Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen, Beloved podcast, we meet Anna Felix. Now, Anna is a California native and smart money strategist. Her background is in education and linguistic intelligence. That's interesting. Her roles as wife, mother, interpreter, business consultant, and business owner were fulfilling and brought her happiness. However, when she became a widow at in the year 2010, She felt that she needed to become more financially savvy. Her search left her feeling that there had to be a better way and more information, right, for women. That's when she decided to turn her pain into purpose. And today she empowers her clients with financial strategies that will make them financially bulletproof. And she's here to tell us all about it. So let's welcome Anna Felix to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. Hi, Anna. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for much for joining me. I met Anna at an event um, by Leah Woodford. It was being held by Leah Woodford in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is the most one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to in my life. I love it. And it has no traffic. So anybody's moving somewhere where there's no traffic and gorgeous Scottsdale is a place to be. But yes, met Anna. She was just a joy and full of information. So I definitely wanted her to join us on the show. So Anna, again, thanks for being here. It's an honor to have you. And I just want to start by asking you about your journey. Where did your journey begin? Yeah. So, you know, as you get older in life, you you realize, man, I've done a lot of different things in my life. But um, my my journey as to how I've gotten where I am today really began um, in 2005 when uh, our family had a very severe car accident. And, you know, it's one of those things, your, your life is great. And 20 seconds later, it's not. And it's, it's really crazy when, when those things occur and uh, coming out of that, I had a husband and a daughter with severe brain injuries and, you know, they, they release you from the hospital and it's kind of just on your own to figure out, you know, how you're going to recover from all of those things. And so, you know, having a teenager that had had no memory issues ever, and now was struggling in school and, you know, it's just really, really a difficult thing, but, you know, you just, you just persevere, I guess, you know, I've just always been like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to get through this. So, um, did that, you know, just a lot of therapy. I had a sick mom at the time and I had a mother-in-law that had Alzheimer's. And so it was a very full plate, but five years later, um, my husband passed away due to complications from medication that he was taking for the brain injury that was affecting his heart. So, you know, you can't win. Right. And, and I say that really because I felt so defeated, like I had fought so hard And I just felt like I had lost the battle. And to make matters worse, um, 39 days later, I, my mother passed away. And so, you know, two funerals in 40 days, and it was just, it was just crazy. And obviously the the emotional part of that, the, the grieving, all of that is there, but what kept coming up for me was, oh my gosh, financially, am I going to be okay? And, and that was mostly because 
you know, I wasn't oblivious, you mm-hmm. know, I wasn't that person that, you know, had no clue about things. Um, but my husband really had kind of taken care of most of the finances and now it was like, okay, I, I need to figure this out. I need to, you know, I need to get educated. I, I need to figure out, you know, I've just never been in that position where I didn't really know what to do. And so I went looking for help. I thought, you know, gosh, there's got to be somebody out there that can help me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're an inspiring speaker who wants to get paid to share your message with the world, then you want to be sure to attend the Sticker Shock Speaking Academy hosted on March the 11th through the 13th in San Antonio, Texas. For more information, contact me at Love at bcbelove.com. Now back to this amazing interview that. And so I went looking and man, I I just kept getting, you know, you you should have done this. You should have done that. And it's like, I get it people like, yeah, you know, there was things I should have done. (laughs) Like we all do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was like, well, what do I do now? You know, that was, that's what I want to know. What, what should I be doing moving forward? And I kept getting a lot of, well, just I'll handle it. Like, you don't need to to understand this. Just, you know, this is what you should do. But I didn't feel like those people had my best interest at heart. Like, you know, it just felt like they were trying to make a sale, trying to get me, push me out the door. You know, it just, it didn't feel good. And so the last appointment I had was with a gentleman and he said, um, you know what? I'm not going to answer your questions. There's no need for that. I'll take care of this stuff. You go marry a rich guy and you'll be fine. Wow. really your answer I I was so upset I think I mean I think look I I always reflect on this I think looking back this the look on my face was of such shock that he just kind of he got like this kind of weird look and I was like if that's all you have to offer I'm out of here and I literally just got up and walked out the door I was just I, I didn't want to like blow up all over him. I was just, I had such a bag of mixed emotions. I was just like, I oh, was sure. angry, like, you know, just crazy. So as I'm walking back to my car, the thought occurs to me that maybe I could become the person I was looking for. Um, and it was like, you know, this can't be that hard. Like, I know that I don't know a lot of things right now, but I bet if I, really put my mind to it and found some good mentorship, I could probably do this. Like, and I think I could do it like way better (laughs) than what I'm finding. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just, that was where the seed got planted. And then I, you know, slowly started looking at, you know, what the options were, what I could do, where the education was. And it took me a couple of years, but I did get in the industry. I got licensed and then I realized why I was getting the kind of answers I was getting. Because what was that answer? That answer of, you don't need to understand, I'll take care of whatever. And the reason financial people say that is because they're not trained to help their clients understand what they're doing. Right. They are trained to make the sale, get it done and move on. And so that's why their relationship with their clients is that, but I wanted to create a relationship with people. I wanted them to feel empowered. I wanted them to understand why they were doing, because Christy, we don't do anything that we don't, we're not fully invested in, like something long-term, like saving for my retirement, 
you know, I'm not going to buy into that if, if I don't understand why I'm doing it, where it's going, what its growth is. I need to understand all the pieces of that. A lot of people don't. And that's where I think it falls apart is that the majority of people, I mean, I see men as well as women, they just put their money somewhere in some account or based off of what a financial advisor advisor told them or their human resources director or someone suggested that they put their money and they just think that they're going to leave it there and they're going to retire and they get a rude awakening, what, 30 years later. But I want to ask you, are you, were you working at the time you're married and all of this came up, came about? So, um, not married, still not married. Um, and yes, I was working. Um, so I live in central California and you've all heard of the Bay area. So I was commuting every day. So I was getting up at four in the morning, commuting to the Bay area, working at a job that I did not love and then driving back. So I was doing that as I was starting my education. And I literally got to a point where it was like, I cannot, you know, I fell asleep a couple of times driving, coming home. Mm. And I was just like, I've been there and done that. I'm not doing this for much longer. So I did finally just, you know, quit that job. And and then I went into the financial industry. So, you know, started my own agency for a while, worked for a couple different companies, but again, it was never in the atmosphere and the way that, that I wanted to do it. I wanted to be able to empower women, teach them about their money, give them you know, parameters of things that they should be looking for, and then, you know, be able to actually help them take those steps. And so love it. when I met Andre, um, his, his morals and, and the way he was doing things just aligned with mine. And I was just like, okay, now I can, I can do this. And so, tell our listeners who Andre is. I mean, Andre, I know Andre, he's an amazing human being and yes. Yes. And gentlemen and businessmen and so much more. Explain who Andre is. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mintwave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, Contact me at bcbeloved.com forward slash contact. So Andre Vicario is the CEO and founder of Mod Financial. And he found, you know, financial abundance and wealth and realized that most people didn't know how to achieve that. And so he, he had started an investment company in 07, right in the middle of, you know, the real estate catastrophe. Yes. Yeah. You know, and leave it to Andre to start a real estate company in the middle of that, you know? Um, But then in 2017, he realized that, you know, there was so much more that he could do to help people. And so he just, you know, started this company based on the notion that if I help other people, you know, achieve abundance as well, then that would make me feel really complete in, in my life. And so, you know, he had no need to, he didn't need to start this company, but he felt like it needed to be done a better way and that he could bring that to the industry. And yes, we are, we, we call ourselves modpreneurs um, when we, when we're affiliated with Mod Financial and yes, we are doing it a better way. And we are all about creating relationships with our clients, meeting them where they're at, figuring out, you know, what is the best path and, um, 
And being able to do that is huge. I mean, I think one of the first questions I ask a client is, what is your dream? Like, what is your dream life? What do you want to achieve? And I've had some people say, okay, I've met with a lot of financial people and that is and not no their one, first question. Yeah, no one asked that question. <laughs> well, I know that you both pretty much have a, a love for supporting women and Andre the man and he supports women as well and on a huge scale. So I guess he, he found that there was a need there. There's a need yes. in this niche, in this industry um, for to help women because a lot of women don't know. And in my household, it's totally opposite and everything. <laughs> my husband doesn't know anything. I try to educate him like, you need to know this. This is important. We both yes. in the household need to know this information where our finances are gone, what's coming in, what's coming out, what's being invested and how everything's allocated. But money we have aside for enjoyment purposes, for you know happiness and vacations and planning, things like that. Um, and but it's important. It's not, it's not just for a man or woman, but it's the household. The household. But I like the fact that you both really put a lot of effort in educating women. Yes. Yeah. Well, and women have a they have a little special um, situation because. Mm the the probability of a woman living one third of her life alone is very big. I mean, we live eight years longer than men. Then you have the divorce rate and then you have, you know, widowhood. So, you know, the numbers tell you that at some point in time, you will be the financial administrator of your home. So that is a sobering statistic that says you need to know about this. And I just read an article and I, and I need to figure out, remember where it was, but the statistic was that 53% of women are afraid to meet with a financial person. So, right. you know what I was just thinking, I was thinking, you know, back in the day, cause I think about my grandparents, my grandfather had a pension. And so that pension took care of my grandmother. My grandmother had no need for anything. She was well taken care of. But of course she educated her daughters whose husband may not have a pension. Exactly. And I think that's where this, this um, the education, the journey, the information is being passed over from generation to generation. And the generation now is not like it was no. 50 years ago. Yeah. I think that's what's missing, the missing yeah. link. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Christy, we don't, we don't have financial education of any type. I mean, I, I was speaking to someone and she said, you know, I told my 21 year old, um, get my checkbook. I need to write a check. And I mean, you know, I know most people don't know how to write a check. And he literally looked at that and was like, I don't even, I don't even know. I wouldn't even know how to fill that out. And, and I was just like, I remember in grammar school as a kid, I don't know, six, seven years old, we were taught how to how to fill out a check. I mean, I know that that's not something that we, we don't use that very often, but just banking concepts like kids today, it's something about a card and you swipe it and that's it. And they don't have any notion of what is the value of the money behind that? Like, what right. does that mean? Like, what is the balance in the account? What at the end of the week, how much do I have left? Like, there's no concept of that. And it's not being taught anywhere. And so I, we got to get back to the basics right. of you need to know this stuff. But realistically, you're not that much older than I am. And my college or high school did not teach me how to balance a checkbook. But my yeah. first job was at a bank, Wells Fargo. And that's how I learned. But if I didn't have that background at age, what, 19, 20, yeah. I would not know how to manage my money. 
Yeah. That's the only reason that stuck with me all these years on how to pay my bills. Right. But now children have nothing unless they have the opportunity to work for a bank. Right. Which yeah. most kids are not really looking <laughs> to yeah. do at and, the moment. Yes. And it's true. And now I feel like there's, like I said, there's even more of a disconnect because mm-hmm. people do not, they do not correlate money with this card. Like they just know that they just swipe it everywhere they go and they get what they want. Right. I mean, that's where we're an immediate. You think about it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll have conversations, you know, with, with people and it's like, you know, well, what is your, you know, what is your weekly budget or what is your monthly budget? And they look at me like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. What do you spend on food in a month? I don't know. I have no idea, you know? And, and, and so we all are kind of in that. So, you know, how do you plan anything if you don't even know your number? Like, wow. and so I'm, I'm always just shocked. Now there are people out there that, you know, have the spreadsheet and they can tell me down to the sense. I mean, those people, I think I'm somewhere in the middle there. I'm somewhere in (laughs) the middle. (laughs) I usually order my food for the month, but then there's a little little thing that you go get from the grocery store. I'll spend about $40 a week, $40 a week on that. Um, then I'll add, but ballpark yeah but some people have no idea there it is every day going to that store twenty dollars twenty dollars twenty dollars and then the month is like two thousand dollars they spent at H-E-B or Kroger right yeah and and you and you don't even know so then yeah I mean so then when when they meet with someone like me like you know so what do you think you need to be making in in retirement because we need to know that number and that's another problem with the traditional planning out there is you know, these financial advisors, they tell you, you know, put this, you know, put, put your money in your 401k or put this money in the mutual funds, but they never tell you what you're going to have coming out of those in retirement. Like there is no number that they give you. It's just this obscure thing. Like I'm going to walk into retirement and whoa, you know, the rainbows and and everything are going to be there and I'm going to have enough money. And that is not true. I have to tell you that when I meet with people and I do their number, like, you know, okay, out of these accounts, you can pull about 4%. People don't even know about the 4% rule. And I say, well, you're going to have money for about 12 years. And that's generally 12 to 13 years is what people have money for. And after that, uh, yeah, we're in trouble. So we need to figure those things out. And um, that's what I find is that you know, nobody is really having that conversation. How much do you need? I mean, what about inflation? I mean, this last year, we've seen the price of everything increase. If you're retired and this type of a thing happens, that's a big, that's a big deal because now all the money that you have is purchasing less for you. So um, you do need to know your numbers for sure. Right. Right. I remember when I used to live in California, you used to live in Redondo beach and I was seeing about $36 twice a week on food. And now it's, I swear, I'm like, I, I'm sure I'm not eating more than when I <laughs> ate about 10 years ago. And my bill is like $170. I, you know, I cook my own meals. I don't eat out. And every time I go to the grocery store, it's a whole lot. More. I have racked my brain for years on why yeah. it's such a huge difference. Yeah. But inflation. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. And I would say in the last six to eight months, and, and I've been noticing things like the sizes of boxes are getting smaller, but the price is going up. So 
cereal, you know, they have 13 ounces in there. Oh, really? Instead of 16. I didn't notice that. Yes. Yes. So, and the size of the, of the bread slices, they're getting smaller. Are and they? You're, yeah. You're paying, you know, you're paying 70, 80 cents more, but the, mm. the slices are smaller. There's fewer in there. Yeah. I've been noticing like this, just degrading of, you know, the amounts of things. And then the prices are going up at the same time. And it's just like, they just slowly do it. You know, they change the the brand a little bit, they make the box look a little different. And so you can't really tell, but yeah, pay attention. I I've been paying attention. Someone else brought it to my attention and now I've been really looking and it was just like, wow, it's you true. Think they can look at everything. <laughs> yes. Now I'm going to be checking out all the sizes, making, making notes. I went to <laughs> the store two days ago to get, it was like tortilla, some tortilla. I don't know what to call them. And I said, $4 for a pack of tortillas? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, I said, it couldn't be. I used to eat tortillas a lot. I do not remember them being $4 <laughs> for 12 little flat tortillas. Yeah. And yeah, it has. Inflation has gone up. So definitely pay attention to that. And can you please tell us what is linguistic intelligence? I would love to know more about that. So it, it's helping. So I, I speak several different languages. Um, so when you are interpreting and when you are working with people that speak other languages, there, there is an efficient way to communicate with them. And it's, it's learning how to do that and how to transfer, you know, valuable information to them many times, like in a legal situation or in a, in a medical situation so that they understand, even mm. though the register of the language might be higher than than what they're normally used to and so it's it's techniques to be able to communicate that oh, that sounds fun i love speaking <laughs> with people with in different languages speak different languages and, and they they tend to understand what i'm saying so i guess it works <laughs> out so i guess i have a little linguistic intelligence myself yeah, which i will yeah. i will keep handy and, and it seems like it's very useful so uh, anna before we go i want you to give our listeners three tips especially in the area of finance where they can help themselves become more financially savvy in life. Yeah, absolutely. So actually one I've already alluded to, and that is know your numbers. And, you know, again, everyone is kind of shy of the word budget and, and I use it loosely because, you know, I'm not that spreadsheet person, but you need to have a good idea of how much you're spending, how much you need on a monthly basis, because that is the only way you're going to be able to start building for your future. Cause you need to put some stuff away in some things that are going to really build your money for your future, but you got to know how much you can do that. And so you need to, you need to, the basic thing is have that budget. The other thing I would say is that make sure your portfolio is diversified. So I, I see people all the time that they're saving for retirement in a 401k and that's it. 98% of the money is in 401k. Um, so I teach people how to build money tax-free. And so that does not utilize a 401k. Um, and I'm not saying not to have one, but if you're going to have a 401k, then you need to make sure you're not putting anything more in there over than what is the match. And if you're not getting an employer match, then you really should look at creating something that we call a private reserve account. So you want to have money in other things like, you know, Roth IRAs, you can get, you can build some tax retirement there. 
uh, tax-free retirement. Um, there are other investments. If you can add real estate to your portfolio, that's a great, great way to diversify your portfolio. And that's no. actually something that, that we do um, is we had, we, we help people add real estate to their portfolio. So, no, you invest in real estate, not in that actually purchasing a home and fixing it up. No. You actually invest in real estate. Okay. Gotcha. Yes, we do. We actually do something called land banking and you purchase land in the path of projected growth. And, and you can, you can participate for as little as $40,000. So I always like to tell people that because I know when I talk about investing in real estate, people are thinking, well, I don't have money to buy a second home to have a rental or an an Airbnb type property, but you don't need that to be in in real estate. You can, you can utilize land and use 40,000, but that money is going to grow in a far different way than the rest of your portfolio, than the money in your 401k is going to grow. Um, So you want to have money growing different ways in different places so that it's not all tied to the market. Because when the market does its up and down, all of your money is going up and down. That's not a good strategy. So that would be my second point. And then my third point, and what I'm a specialist at is creating tax-free retirement. So it is possible to grow money tax-free. And if you don't have money growing tax-free today, then you need to find a way to do it because, um, and speak with someone that that can do that because that is an opportunity that's open to you and taxes are going up. They're gonna go up way more in the future. Everyone pretty much agrees on that. And if you can keep yourself from being in your highest tax bracket in retirement, it will serve you very well. Gotcha, gotcha. Those are great, great, great tips. So number one was to know your numbers and create some kind of budget, but we're not going to use that word to make it <laughs> seem so strict. Uh, next is to create a portfolio that is diversified and preferably something that's going to give you tax-free money. Um, and lastly, it's a, create a tax-free environment environment for your needs yeah for your for your investments over time because things are going to go up and they're going up now so (laughs) be prepared as best you can do it oh so what if someone can only start with a little bit they don't have forty thousand dollars to invest right now what if you're talking to a woman who you know has a you know recently found herself single and and has a small job and can't invest too much but she may have a little bit to put aside Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I say is everyone needs to have an emergency fund because when you don't have an emergency fund, you're freaking out every time something happens. So if Mm. something breaks down, if something, you know, those inevitable things that we have no control over. So, you know, if you're really down to the bone and you have very little, then I would say, obviously you want to take control of your budget so that you can put some money aside to create that emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Once you have about six months of emergency funds six set months, aside, ask you. Okay. and you know, and I would say, you know, look for creative things to put your money in, even in savings, other than like a normal savings account. I mean, right. you can get 2% in some online banks. I mean, that's way better than less than one, like really research where you're putting that so that it's growing as much as it can. I mean, you want to, there's, there's some Bitcoin accounts that it's, it's safe. Like you can never lose money. I would recommend really looking for being smart with even the savings accounts that you use, because um, there's a lot out there that are way better than just a regular savings account at the bank. Um, Yeah. And then after that, then I would say, 
you would be ready to start a private reserve account. And that's where we help people grow tax-free retirement. And you can fund those on a monthly basis. Uh, that's the other thing, Christy, is I love being able to work with people, you know, where they're at. And so it's not necessary to have a huge portfolio. I mean, that's, that's the vision that most people have is that, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have a million dollars, then I can't help you. Right. Um, but when we use smart strategies and that's why it's all about smart money strategy is, um, you know, if we're putting money in the right place, then we can start building that if we're doing it in a smart way. I love it. It's a great, great, great information <laughs> today. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people can use it. And this was information that was a lot different than information, financial information I've heard before. Yes. So I thank you for that. It's very unique, <laughs> but it's very needed. Yes. Yes. Because we want our ladies to live comfortably and still um, do the things that they love to, to do and enjoy the life that they they live without having to worry about money, right? Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Well, Anna, can you let me know or let us know what's lighting you up these days? What are you doing that's exciting? So if you haven't noticed, I just love empowering women. And so I, I've set a goal this, this year of helping a hundred women create financial plans that are going to make them, as I say, bulletproof, right? Win that money game. So I'm really excited to be doing that. I'm also doing a couple of collaborations this year on some books. And so I'm going to be oh, doing two books. And that's a new, that's a new thing for me. I've never done that. So I'm excited to, to get into that a little bit. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, tell them, listeners, where can they find you? Where are you hiding these days? <laughs> so you can find me on Facebook at Smart Money Strategist. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram, um, A Felix Smart Money. And that's where I'm at. You can also go to the company website, Mod Financial, forward slash my name, A N N A Felix. And there I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, great, great, like I said, information, tactics, tips for our listeners. And I thank you so much, Anna, for being on the Be Seen, Be Love podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you. You're welcome.